0: Duncan MacLeod. You've haunted me for more than 200 years.
1: I'm Stephen Keane. Oh, You really don't remember? Then maybe you remember my friend, Richard Dunbar, the Earl of Rosemont. Do you remember how many men you slaughtered? How many lives you destroyed?
0: I like you with all your parts intact. Welcome to oh. the Highlander Rewatch Podcast, where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers.
2: I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Which parts? All the parts. No, but which ones in particular? I just care about all of them. All no. parts matter. The
0: ham and two veg.
1: What? What? <laughs> meat and two veg. Meat and two veg. I'm not sure. That didn't help. Meat in tube? Meat in tube. veg. Tube. The meat and two veg. What is that? That is your penis and balls. Why are your what? balls veg? That's they're the veg. They're the potatoes, baby. <laughs> yeah. They're that big? Like an
0: Idaho.
2: Yeah, they're <laughs> in Idaho. Yeah. yeah. That explains all the lumps. Yeah. <laughs> eyes. All of the lumps. <laughs> the balls have eyes. Like the I think movie. I need to go to the doctor, guys. <laughs> wow.
0: Like, literally six seconds into the podcast, and we're like, the potatoes are your balls. They have <laughs>
1: eyes. This is gross. <laughs> the hills have eyes. My apologies. Send your complaints so- to Eamon B. on Twitter. Hey, so what do we do on this show? <laughs> we talk
0: about Highlander <laughs> hey! every week.
1: All the facets.
0: All the parts of it. Oh, all the parts.
1: All of them equally. They're intact.
0: So this week we're going to be talking about Season 5, Episode 16, Forgive Us Our Trespasses. And, of course, we cannot hop directly into this episode. First, got to take a trip down memory lane and revisit the Highlander Catalog. And (laughs) this week we are reading specifically out of the 100th episode... Highlander catalog. There's a whole catalog for For that Highlander episode. That's right. So, you guys, that's right. So, what we're going to do is I'm going to read an item out of this catalog, and Kyle and Eamon are going to take turns guessing what the price might be. Whoever's closest gets to give their opinion first at the end of the episode. However, if they are more than 20% off the actual retail price, Yours truly gets the guests first, and they lose all respect. That sounds about right. Thank you, Gordons. For... That's right. Gordons from Canada suggesting this new twist on the rules. Gordons Do we still... alive?
1: The Gordons
0: fisherman. Oh, that's right. Gordons fisherman.
1: But it's actually Gortons. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh. oh. Do we still get your respect if we win for the no. episode? No, okay. you'll still that get off that. off the table now? No, but oh, okay. you get it, I'll, I'll give it to you. You'll get it. You get it. You get it. All right. Go and get your shine box.
0: All right, guys. So today we're going to be reading product 432 out of the Highlander catalog. This is the 100th episode, producer's bracelet.
1: Ooh.
2: Producer's
0: bracelet? Ah, uh, the description will tell all, dear Kyle. <laughs> oh,
2: Are you boy. ready? I'm ready.
0: As soon as our producer saw this immortal creation, he couldn't wait to claim it. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> we, this Ken Gord. <laughs> we had a hard time borrowing it back from him. For photography. Carefully handcrafted of 100% sterling silver, this heavyweight bracelet, heavyweight, ooh, can be personalized with engraving by your jeweler. Beautifully packaged. It's not even finished. You
1: have to take it to your jeweler. Yeah, here's yeah. some homework you have to do. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, I just laughed like weird. <laughs> <Connor> <laughs> <was> <laughs> weird. Never laughed like that before. Um, let's, you have all right. Fine. <laughs> Beautifully packaged in a gift pouch and box. Ooh, a gift pouch. Limited edition, complete with a signed and sealed certificate of authenticity.
1: Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm authentic. Three <laughs> ounces
0: of solid silver. This is truly a showstopper.
1: Signed, sealed, delivered. Can go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, is so, it just a producer's boy? bracelet because a producer, a producer
0: liked, liked it.
1: it i what was it going to be called before that moment or do all producers have to wear this bracelet That's in possible. order to retain their producing credit
0: and so here it is guys i'll show you a picture
2: wow this,
1: this number
0: here it's got uh it's like a gold well i guess it's i haven't said gold chain it's a silver chain i suppose so as you suppose? does it say i mean it says it's got three ounces
2: of silver okay is that a lot how, many, sound like how many
1: ounces overall? We're is. told
2: it's heavy weight, but it's only three ounces of silver. Three ounces of silver sounds like a lot of silver. I don't know.
0: An ounce? That's a lot.
2: Is it? I think so. Is this what we're going to argue about?
0: Is an ounce a lot? I mean, an ounce is a lot of drugs, but. So why not a lot of silver? Because one is metal. <laughs> I don't know. It still feels like a lot to me. I feel like you could easily put a couple grams on this bad boy. Call it a day. A
1: yeah. couple grams <laughs> on this bad boy. That's
0: right. Uh, so anyway, it's like a silver chain, and then it's got these little
1: weird the florets or whatever.
0: Yeah, they're just some like flower things. I don't know. I, I guess it's a showstopper. I don't know. If I saw this, of all the Highlander jewelry, I don't know if I'd be like holy shit, like, stop
1: the presses. It's not as, identifiable as Highlander merchandise, really, is it? No. no
2: they're like they, Those things have, like, a Celtic knock look to them.
1: Kind of,
0: but I, I don't even feel like I'd be pressed to call this Celtic.
2: Yeah, I or mean, Celtic. from
0: here, I can't see it
2: that... I'm so sorry, it's small. You'll get to see it later. No, 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 it's fine.
0: No, no, no. No, no, Money, no. Money, no. Money,
2: no. Money, no, no, no. Money, no, no. Amen. I think it's your turn to guess first on this bad boy.
1: It's my turn, baby. Yeah. I have right. to ask my patented question. Is, is it patent pending or is item, it already patent? Patent pending. <laughs> <laughs> is the paperwork done? <laughs> is it priced to own? I would say no. I'll mm, say no. Money no. I'm gonna say seventy nine ninety nine. Wow. Okay. So after
0: receiving the information, this is not priced to own, you guessed
1: $79. Uh, to me, that's expensive. Okay. I'm not Mr. Moneybags oh, Keith see. over here. All right, all right. All on right. his golden toilet. I'm
0: just, I just would like to point out, on the last episode, you asked, is the editor's CD-ROM priced to own? I said yes. And then you guys guessed like $150.
1: <laughs> and now I'm like, this is absolutely priced to own. Well, that's and, a piece of a, a high-quality, high-tech equipment. That's true.
2: That is very true. Kyle, what is your guess? All right. So it's got three ounces of silver in it. I'm gonna, solid silver. Solid silver. I'm going to work on the assumption. Whoa, wait a that minute. Silver- solid what it says that silver costs like 25 bucks an ounce this okay. would be my working assumption right. so that's 75 bucks just in silver <laughs> plus you got the highlander markup and whatever other shit and design goes into this sure so i'm gonna say it's gonna be triple that so what's three times 75 uh like 225 225 and amon your guess was 70
1: 79 99. wow we are very far apart
2: yes
0: really far apart actual retail price is 100 $99.95. Do you? So $199? Mm-hmm. And okay,
2: so that's $40 is 20% of that. Yes, so you, are you are So I am
0: within 20% of that. You are within.
1: You are within. within.
2: Yes. So, Kai, you have
0: won the catalog game. You will have my respect only for the rest of the episode, and no further than that. That's standard. Congratulations. And now you get to give your opinion at the end of the show. First, first, first. <laughs> yeah, I'll get my give you opinion either way. But. Maybe that's what the rule should be. Whoever loses the most should be just out, Ex- hot executed. Off. Like you're not <laughs> executed yet. <laughs> just in the middle of what they're saying. I'm sorry, your time is up. All right. So you take a look at this little brace if you want to see it up close. You know, don't don't look at too much else because you know for yes. future games.
1: Can I ask a question? Sure. About these games, uh huh. May I ask the game master a question? You may ask me. So before the question is answered, do you have no respect? And then. When the person answers <laughs> right. correctly, then your like, respect switch turns on? That's a
0: great question, Amen. And, and you are correct. Mm. Which has earned you my respect. Ooh. So you both have my respect for the rest of the episode.
1: I love it. And I, Your ooh. respect is a very <laughs> fickle thing. That's yeah. right. R-E-S-B-E-C-T, oh. that is what Keith gave to me. That's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of that producer's bracelet, Kyle? Ugh. Ugh. Why, why, what producer saw that and was like,
1: oh, that's pretty sharp? I would really like to know that.
0: I mean it's not. it's like it's no. nothing special. It's fine, I guess. No. Like I don't think it's like a particularly ugly piece of jewelry or anything. No. I mean it's just it's, no, just, but it's then, fine. Then they slapped
2: like there's nothing Highlandery about it. No. Not even a little bit. No. The, so far as I can tell, the only thing that's Highlandery about it is a Highlander producer allegedly liked it. They don't even say which one. A producer, a producer loved it. it. All right. I wanna be a
0: producer.
1: Deuce. <laughs>
0: Guys, today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 16, Forgive Us Our (laughs) Trespasses. This episode first aired May 5th, 1997. Ooh, Cinco de Mayo. 1997, all
2: right. Right.
1: Put on your sombreros and your mustaches before it was as widely frowned upon as it is today. That's
2: funny story about that. Uh Uh-oh. So So I recently took a trip to Scotland for congratulations. two weeks. Scotland! (laughs) It was nice. It was lovely. Oh, did you meet Shrek? Yes. Donkey! <laughs> <laughs> we talked about his donkey and uh, how much he wants his swamp back. You, did but... you get to see the actual Shrek swamp? <laughs> you visited Shrek swamp? <laughs> yeah. But we're there. We're at Loch La is the name of this area. It was very nice. There's like a little beach on this beautiful lake. I love that name. Loch La It
0: sounds like a character from like a, you know, 30s noir movie. I'm Lac La
2: Yes, it is also featured in the song that features you take the high road and I'll take the low road. Huh. In any case, (laughs) we're there and we were even talking about like, wow, everyone's been like really cool. And then we encounter a group of gentlemen who appear to be from England, but still within the UK, who are all wearing brightly colored ponchos, sombreros, fake mustaches. And they're not wearing them, but several of them are carrying around Trump masks. What? And they appear to be like on a bachelor party And they're drunk as shit And I was like what the fuck is this Nobody thinks this is cool Like nobody thinks this is still okay to do Except for you fucking assholes Interesting Yeah like I did not think that was
1: like something people still did But it is People still do it in Philadelphia. Oh. White people.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I can't imagine. I was,
1: They're insensitive I was confused. To... It was,
2: I thought it was somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's fine. Uh,
1: Forgive us our trespasses. That's right. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, that's our, that's our, mantra for today who
0: directed this episode guys
1: so i looked on imdb and there was no name no
0: (laughs) name is listed like odysseus in the odyssey no one directed this episode
1: but i don't understand
0: that reference i'm not gonna tell you about this polythenes nobody the
1: cyclops oh nobody is blinding me that's right
2: come on man i'm trying okay okay like odysseus in the
1: Did the director of this episode also shoot an arrow through a bunch of axes? Mm
2: -hmm. Yes.
1: And and then murder. Murder (laughs) suitors.
0: suitors. (laughs) Uh, No. Strangely enough, this episode has no director listed on IMDb, but this episode was directed by none other than Paolo Barsman.
1: So we gave him an early
0: send-off accidentally, because the last credit for him was Promises.
1: That's interesting.
2: Yeah, but it is very clearly stated. I mean, it's not like they sponged it from the opening credits or something. Yeah, I don't understand. So Powell's got to get because, on that at that credit. Because all I know is his name appeared, and all I could picture was Eamon going, follow, <laughs> follow Bobby.
0: So the writer of this episode was Dom Torjman. You want to try that again? Torjman? Sure sure. I don't know how to say this guy's thing. I'm not
2: saying it because I know. I'm just this teasing This is
0: it. his only Highlander episode and yeah, only, only high credit. credit at all. Like I Googled him and I couldn't find anything. I Googled him, too. I was like, what's up with this I Googled him, too. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, who knows what's up with that, but he gave us this episode.
1: This is weird.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Also, this is like a good episode, I think, but, well... Or maybe not. Who knows? We'll see what you guys think. Uh, <laughs> guest stars Elizabeth Grayson as Amanda, Peter Wingfield as Mythos, and Chris Larkin uh, as Stephen Keene, a.k.a. Ginger Colin Firth. Yep. Oh, great. Yeah. I
2: was just like, who's this Colin Firth
0: looking? Uh, but he was uh, Sergeant Helm in the, the Valkyrie movie, uh, directed by uh, pedophile <laughs> Brian Singer.
1: <laughs> alleged. Ale- I'm sorry.
0: Excuse me. Alleged pedophile Brian Singer.
2: Thank you,
1: sir. Yes. To me. My X-Men.
2: Let's <laughs> say X-Men
1: assemble, and I was like, "That's wrong. That's not it. X-Men assemble. <laughs> that is incorrect." It also has Jeffrey Bateman as Richard Dunbar. He was in Leon the Professional as SWAT chief.
0: Hey, how about that? And also, Michael Jackson's back in this episode as Shawnee Burns. Shamona! <laughs> oh boy, Shawna Burns. That's, right, that's it. <laughs> All right, you ready for the episode description? Let's do it. The bloody Scottish attempt to put Bonnie Prince Charlie on the English throne in 1746 brings
2: immortal Stephen Keane to seek revenge on Duncan in modern day Paris. This is like a very uh, anti Scottish bent, this IMDb description. I say, not having any love for Jacobite pretenders mm. to the throne, but you know who does love them, apparently? Hugh FitzCarron, <laughs> apparently. That's right. <laughs> As we now know because of last week's episode, The Stone of Skun. Who FitzCarron? Did you know that that's why his name's Hugh? He's in the who? Well known fact, Kyle. Well Thank you for fact letting us all know
0: again. <laughs>
1: well known fact.
0: So, how's this episode open? It opens at Lamnesia,
2: or Lamnesia amnesia
1: a it's like this clubby
0: sexy nightclub a sexy
2: nightclub that's right 30 seconds into this sequence i was like do i have amnesia because i feel like i'm still seeing a dancing montage this is extremely long Ex- and extremely, extremely hot awesome yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this entire so this episode feels a bit like a bottle episode not even like a bottle episode but like a uh a budget saver of Maybe. an episode this felt indicative of that they're like how many how much time can we get out of this let's stretch yeah it's like
0: irrelevant to anything in the story Mm -hmm. it's like some and it's like i also love the like the height of like late 90s fashion like lots of midriffs there's one woman wearing like what appear to be silver like leather pants yeah oh this is bad it's like bad matrix extras or
2: something that is kind of what it felt like, As, in part because Amanda kind of looks like Trinity, but yeah. and she's there dancing with what I Cisco? thought was Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I thought. I, yeah. put in <laughs> <laughs> I put Cisco. I put silver-haired dude. I put it was a Robbie Rotten-esque that... character. <laughs> <laughs> the hair is kind of like that. And we yeah. shocked silver. Show me that thong, the thong, thong, thong.
1: <laughs> Baby, make a booty go. Baby, make a booty go. That's the thong song.
2: Dumps like a truck, truck, truck.
1: Guys, like, what, what, what? Baby, movie, but, but,
2: so we get
0: the buzz. Gonna sing in a game, okay? <laughs> so we get the buzz. And a gentleman, an immortal, Sean, Sean, Stephen Keen comes in wearing, like, he is not dressed for the occasion.
2: He is wearing this bright orange.
1: He looks like Austin Powers. <laughs> yes, with a three-piece. Yeah, with like a
2: super high vest. I hate this suit so much. It only gets worse. Like in he the looks next like scene. a traffic cone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And he says to Amanda, do I make you horny? <laughs> do I make you Randy, Amandy? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is kind of yes. She does seem a little bit into him. Oh, for yeah.
0: sure. Uh, so he... It's like, "Hey, I just bought this place." And she's like, "Ooh, you can make improvements." It's like, "Stop adding water to the alcohol. The music sucks." And like, I don't know why Amanda's here cuz it sounds like she hates this place. Yeah, she's like Is
1: Amanda just like a clubber? Oh,
0: it looks like it. she's like not she does not have a date. Unless and she's it's in that Paris. It's like hair. like at Cisco. Yeah. Wait, so like she, hold on. Hold on. I didn't even think about this. So <laughs> So in this episode, it takes place in Paris. We oui, we oui. In like the next day, she like is sleeping over Max's
2: place. Mm-hmm. But like But she's, I guess, not really seeing Mac in any sort of romantic way. as we established in that prior episode, Mac is not all about that monogamous life. No. I love you, but, like, (laughs) I can't, like, be with you.
0: Right. But I always assumed they kind of hooked up whenever they were, like, in town together. But it would seem that she's, like, at the club looking for some D. (laughs) Chasing some strange.
1: (laughs) Chasing some strange. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe she just wants to have a good time. Sure. And dance. But we'll it's, dance.
0: but it's got like dance. bad music and whatever. Anyway. And cheap drinks. And cheap drinks uh so anyway he's like oh are you like a local or whatever and she's like only for the past 1000 years or whatever it's like okay she's like you must know everybody how about duncan McLeod? you know what his deal is and she's like oh, i don't know that guy like but do you want to like go fuck at my place and <laughs> yeah, he's like she's hell there, like,
2: yeah oh, uh, speaking of she's like I, he says i have unfinished business and speaking she's like speaking of unfinished business Let's go fuck. Like, right. Want to come back to my place? Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. So then they go outside, and he's added to this
0: orange suit with a very big orange coat. Like, these clues are sold in stores. Why? Like, no. It's terrible. It's the great pumpkin truck, right? <laughs> like, so anyway, they go over to his car, and she pulls out her sword, and I guess he sees, like, the reflection of her yeah. do that, in, which I thought was kind of cool. I was like, oh, neat. It was. Uh, and she, she swings, takes a swing, and she misses. misses. She goes for a stab, and, like, stabs through the window. Yeah, yeah. and then he gets her his sword out and, like, gets her. Once again, I'm always kind of bummed when, like, Amanda gets defeated, like... In He's eight late. seconds. Again, I understand I guess what they're trying to do. It's like they just need this to be the setup for the conflict or whatever. But like at the same time, the unintentional consequence I think is it makes it look like Amanda just gets owned all the time. Yeah, it's like how
2: you live a thousand years. Like it seems like everyone beats you. He's like Duncan McLeod, give me his name. Right. Call him on not Give me his name. Give, his, 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 give his me name. his name. <laughs> give me his
0: name. <laughs> Uh, Duncan McLeod? Yes. That's it. All right. See ya.
2: <laughs> you can go now.
0: So that's our cold open. So then we cut to Darius's church. Always darius! Darius's oh, okay. <laughs> church.
2: And go, go find that priest, uh, Darius. darius So Matt... Hilarious. Oh.
0: Malarious. <laughs> okay. So Matt goes in. He's still rocking that white coat. Uh, I hate this coat. <laughs> sure. This coat's the
1: worst. It's hideous. Mm. Amanda. Uh,
0: <laughs> so he goes in, and I guess Amanda's kind of being held hostage by Keen. Keane's like, Mac, you've like haunted me for two hundred years. I'm All-
1: Stephen Keen.
0: <laughs> That's right. And Mac's like, I, I don't remember you. And he's like, Well, you might remember Richard Dunbar, the Earl of Rosemont. Gong, gong, gong. So this is the clip at the top of the episode, and then we get a flashback to England, 1746. Kyle,
2: what's happening? So we get to see this, this gentleman, Keen, and he is hanging out with this very Earl that he was talking about, and they are discussing, kind of from the English side, the very Jacobite revolution that we have actually seen several times mm-hmm. in Highlander. Earl seems like he's got some regrets over some things he did. Yeah,
0: because uh, I guess they've, he sent, like, lots of scout parties into the woods. They've all been killed, uh, presumably. We'll find out by probably Duncan McLeod. Uh And he's seemingly regretting a lot of this. He's like, but I felt like this was the only action I could have done, like, to prevent this from going on longer. Like, he's like, his little kid is, like, running around with a kite. And he's like, I don't want my sons to have to keep fighting this war.
2: Which is interesting. It is interesting. Though he is not a passive participant in this in any stretch, by any stretch of the imagination. It's even specifically said that, like, after the rout at Culloden, people wanted to go home. But he convinced them that the British needed to stay and fuck everyone up. Right. He says they killed everybody with the tartan. tartan. Which is nuts. Yes. Also, as part of the aftermath of all this, like, the wearing of tartan was made illegal. And, like, Highland culture after the Battle of Culloden was, like, more or less expunged. Like, kind of completely destroyed by the very actions that this guy like po- this episode's posits that this guy is largely responsible for. In short, even though we see it from his perspective, he kind of seems like he's a bad dude. Though he at least is... I, think co- they, I don't know if they paint
0: it that way completely. Like, I mean, sure he no, didn't do good things, but, but like, I, I'm glad that they make it... More, like, he's not villainous, I would say. No,
2: he's remorseful. But yeah. I could have done without this thing of, like, I convinced them to stay. Because then I'm like, okay, no, you're... You're very. It's not that like you're innocent in this, but it's like no, you're responsible for this. Sure, like you are very much an appropriate target for Max' revenge. Yes, like random goons, other English people, maybe not, but like if there is a guilty party at whom the Scots would have uh, feelings of righteous vengeance for, sure, by your own admission, it is you. Oh, absolutely. But I also think it's good. Like I think not
0: painting him so villainously, like they didn't have to give him any regret about this. Like, I think that's, especially with this story seemingly playing into like, depending on your point of view, who is the hero, like his justification for this was like, even more people will die if we don't just end all of this. And sadly ending that will be via like, even more murder, but it will prevent it from coming up again. So, in some ways, like he has heroic motivation, it would seem, or noble motivation, I would say. Perhaps. but it's still not good what he did. It doesn't like,
2: you know what I mean? Yeah, and he even posits, perhaps I was too blinded by
1: hate That's to right. see another option.
0: Mm.
1: And Keen stayed behind to watch his family while he was right doing this. So Keen's close to the family.
0: Yeah. When I was taking notes, at first I thought this was Keen's father, and it seemed like I think there's some lines later that seemed to be like you're the only only family i have like i kind of wondered if this was like that adopted son-esque thing with a character seemingly not i'm not sure i don't know i'm not entirely sure what their relationship is but yes he's very very close with this family
2: yeah but it's not like he discovers he's immortal for the first time here or something like mac gets the buzz and walks up and right shoots him later right spoiler
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i wonder why they didn't chose choose to make that his first foray into immortality oh that's a good point That would point. have been interesting too it would have uh so this son is like screwing around with this kite which apparently was a huge pain in the ass uh yes uh, stan stand-less <laughs>
1: film this part multiple times because
0: he was getting
2: his stupid
1: he was like, getting detail. the dude's feet tangled in the kite
2: i guess like weird symbolism of kites like kites are the ultimate symbol of innocence in tv is that true i i feel like in things where they like want to show kids playing there's like an artificial artificially high number of kites in tv Nobody plays with fucking kites. Yeah, I've like never and gone it's... to a park and been like, oh look at those people playing with the kite. kites. Yeah, but kids in media are always playing with goddamn kites. That's a big. Kite. Wait, 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 that's a big be like... kite pushing, pushing their
0: you know product placement. Yeah. So that's this flashback, I guess. Like the kid is like, Dad, come play with me in the the woods or whatever, and he runs off. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. what's going to happen here? So we cut back to Darius's church again. This is part of the opening clip, and we continue that scene. And so Keen asks Mac if he remembers how many people he slaughtered, how many lives have been destroyed. And Mac is like, yep, like, fuck. Which is pretty good. Uh, And then we had another flashback. So there's going to be, like, a lot of these flashbacks. Uh, Uh, So we go to 1746, and this is all footage from Through a Glass
2: Darkly. So when the last flashback started, I was like, to preface, I had no memory of this episode at all. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe I saw it, but I felt as though I was watching this for the first time. And once I realized what was happening during kind of the last flashback, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. And then this flashback started, and I went, Oh <laughs> no!
1: <laughs> yeah. So we get some like the, a lot uh, from this
2: episode. Lot. So
0: all right. I'm assuming you guys don't like it.
2: I probably have an overly harsh reaction to whenever they use reused mm-hmm. footage. And oh boy, is there a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I'm
0: like torn on this because, one, I actually think all this flashback footage is great. Like, well, Through Glass Darkly is, is was not a good terrible,
2: episode. Those flashbacks were all right. But
0: though. they were good. Like, they had all these extras, these big battle scenes, fire, and all this shit. Like, so it's kind of cool that, it, like, that footage is getting put to good use i'd say but i find the like the style of these cuts and things like because they're they're trying to just like generically show you these battles without the, the without the plot of what that episode was so there's bro, just and these like random
2: voiceover
0: yeah and so there's these random like fade to blacks that are really quick that feel like each of these scenes is like very truncated and i'm like huh this it feels it just doesn't feel like it belongs like at all
1: yeah, I, I w- it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Yeah, but it took me out of it a lot of it. Yeah, I was like, ugh.
0: But again, with like TV back then, like this episode relies completely on what Mac did back then and these battles. So I guess that's why they like felt like they should show a lot of it. It's like, well, if you didn't catch that episode, we need to like show more. But I don't know. I don't know if it was yeah. really needed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he could have just said it.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I killed those
2: people. Yeah. Well, he's or previously in past, on Highlander, yeah, might have been said, a good opening to this. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 The, the language that we always quote is when he says, "Like I killed men with our children watching," and like this is finally those kind of chickens coming home to which rich. is I think is which great. is genius. Like that is a great great idea to then show fallout from this because they kind of yada yada their way through that so that is great but i don't need to see all this footage yeah man. so we get a lot of this sort of
0: stuff but then oh. finally we get some new footage
2: uh, uh so before he, that one quick thing sure we see a clip of bonnie prince charlie from these older things and i was not thinking about this before but he does have a scottish accent right i i don't remember when right? we meet him sure i thought like in hearing it again i was like that sounds like he's got a scottish accent no he absolutely should not have a Scottish Oh, consent. interesting. The first time he ever stepped foot in Scotland ever was shortly before that Jacobite uprising started. Interesting. He like grew up in Italy and Poland and, like, would not have any kind of Scottish accent. Fascinating. That's really interesting. Like, he he basically was never in the entire United Kingdom, because he was a refugee his whole life. One star! (laughs) One star Yelp review. Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's it. So, yeah, we get this new footage, and so Mac confronts this old woman, like, I guess after a battle, it seems like the village has been, like, burnt down, her grandson was killed, the father has already been dead for ten years, and the mother was burned alive in the church, it seemed, uh, because the English were like, they
2: can't breathe. Like, it's really fucked up. And Mac just like, you get out of here. I've got something to do.
0: Right. Oh, and did anyone notice there's also a dead dog in the scene to really amp up the awfulness of everything? It's I like, did not notice the dead dog. There is a dead dog. That dog's dead. Uh And the woman says that the Earl of Rosemont gave the order. Uh, and then we get a pretty badass line, I thought, from Mac. The woman is like, God, will make him pay for this. And then Mac is like... He won't have to wait for God. And I was like, yeah! <laughs> Fuck yeah! Fuck you!
2: <laughs> also, how does she
1: know it was the Earl of Rosemont? Yeah, that, I'm like, how does she know who, like, <laughs> like who that is? Pardon me, ma'am. The Earl of Rosemont gave this order for me to kill your family. Right. <laughs> oh okay well after you
0: (laughs) so we cut to later and mac is riding a horse to the rosemont estate and so then we i I like the way they shoot this like we see some of the old flash this flashback that opened the episode where Mm -hmm. stephen Keane is walking with his father but it's neat that like now these two flashback worlds are going to like collide like they
2: merge i think that's great yeah it is cool
0: rosemont talks about his son's not wanting to be called into battle again he just wants it all to be over and then mac rides up and gets the buzz and that's little boy is like playing near this pond and mac just fucking grabs him
2: lifts him off Uh, the ground shortly thereafter i think we should listen to this because it's a fucking badass speech i kind of hear Eamon do his impression of it first but i'm just kidding but please
0: don't hurt my son that is what a thousand scottish mothers scream when your soldiers murdered their children who are you a man of scotland your butchers could not kill it was war it still is let my son go, let him go, and face me. It's boy, you run You run and you tell
1: every English boy you meet that Duncan MacLeod is coming for their fathers. You tell your children and your children's children that they're not safe from me.
0: So lots to talk about in this clip. First, I do want to bring up Max Cloak. It is the dirt. It is covered in so much (laughs) bird shit. Like, (laughs) I don't even, like, there's a level of realism that shows don't need to go to. I don't think, like, I don't know. This his coat is fucking covered in shit. It's <laughs> he, amazing. He's ragged looking. Like he just
2: look. Like he looks evil. Oh, it's yeah. He this is, like, he's also looks evil. Being evil. <laughs> yes, yes, he's
1: fucked. This is great. Like not even Mac. So Mac yells at this child <laughs> and shakes him. Not even Mac, but Adrian he gives Paul a shakes syndrome. this like child. Yes, like. I bet that kid was, like, freaked the fuck out. The kid's out.
0: face is terrified. Yeah. Like, for real, I
2: think. I, they kill it in this. Like, yeah. this scene is excellent. Yeah. But I also even love... Also, the Earl sucks. Oh, well, he is yeah. killed in three seconds. Well, he's, like, an older guy. He's not, like, a warrior. He's a cook. Yeah. Oh, boy. He's uh, <laughs> the cook of Rosemont. <laughs>
0: But I like the uh, the subtlety too of like the, the little detail that Steven is like, Oh, he's here for me, like stay back. Like and it's like, Nope, sorry, and it's like this kind of switcheroo that you think he's there to face.
1: It's pretty the- badass when he just shoots him too. Yeah. But yeah, also like, he's doing something terrible. Like, right. He just said like, Oh, I killed all the every everyone with a tartan. So it's like Yeah. This is like, a tough one. This yeah. is
2: really amped up. Also like this is one of those things where it's like Mac is doing a like doing a debatable thing. Like his search for vengeance against this Rosemont character is I mean probably not great for the earth, but <laughs> well justifiable. The way he does it is like oh no. <laughs> like, this is this feels bad. Like this is dark.
0: I'd also like to point out, like, after he shoots Keen, when he's holding this kid hostage, like, I'm going to hurt your child. Like, he's holding the gun now upside down, like, with the butt. Like,
2: Mac is prepared to bash a child's skull in. Or at least wants this
1: guy to believe that he
2: will. Sure, this is crazy. Like, this is, oh, oh, this is darker than dark Mac. It
1: is. It's fucked up.
2: Yep. Because, like, that Mac is, like, kind of cackling. This one is... Just, not... like, at the end of his rope. Yeah. yeah, like, this one looks like he's, like, ready to drop
1: dead. <laughs> drop dead Mac.
2: Yeah, so this is pretty good, and
0: then he just fucking owns the Earl and, like, takes his wig. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, ye olde scalping. I don't know. When he, when I first saw this, I was like, did he fucking scalp this guy? I was like, yeah. holy shit! No, it's just his wig.
2: Keen is very even-keeled when Rosemond kind of, quote-unquote, confesses his crimes of, like... He's like, oh, you did what you had to do. He was, like, very uncritical of the Earl of Rosemont's decisions, even when the Earl of Rosemont is,
1: like, seemingly feeling guilty. That's true. Yeah, that's an interesting part of this, because Mac is like, you slaughtered all these innocent people. Right. Like, that's why I'm here. It's just weird. But they introduced something else into this later that yeah. muddies it.
0: Right. So. Very but yeah, it's so also, yeah, it's very yeah. interesting that the Earl is, like, he's admitted this to Keen. This is not some accusation that's floating around like yeah he knows that he's his father slash whatever is like a bad dude or did bad things yeah yeah
1: he's a bad boy if you will.
0: (laughs) a bad boy that's right so then we cut back to the present and resume the previous scene mac is like yeah there's nothing i can say to you really to like (laughs) justify any of that uh so keen is like meet me at 6 a.m at the luxembourg gardens like that'll give you time to say your goodbyes or whatever so then then we uh, cut
1: to the golf course
0: no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's a cow. Mm. Yeah. And so Keen's like, if you run again, I'll find you. Uh, so, the, yeah, then he leaves and Amanda, like, apologizes. She's just like, I'm sorry. Like, I was forced to, like, you know, bring you here or whatever. Hoped you guys could just talk it out. So now we cut to that night on the barge. Mac and Amanda are sleeping together and Mac is having a night terror.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and he almost Hulk smashes Amanda.
0: Uh, yeah. He's, like, having visions
2: of, like, the shit he did with that boy. <laughs> Yes, Ooh, and more yeah. clips from Take Back the Night. Right, he's regretting taking back the night. He wished he never took it yeah. back. <laughs> <You> <laughs> leave the night, just keep, leave it. You can keep it. <laughs> uh, so, Mac, I like, wish I left the night. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I wish I never took it back.
0: So he, as you said, even Hulk's out and like. Seems
1: to make like a stabbing motion towards Amanda. Is he like imagining how he stabbed the Earl? And I, I just that was my, my interpretation
2: too. But it was—it's a little awkward to see it.
0: So Amanda's cool with this. She's like, "It's okay. It's okay, honey." Blah blah blah. And I'm just like. Ah. I don't know. Like, last time we saw Mac behave this way was in fucking shadows. shadows. <laughs> but, like, at least he had some sort of, sort of, like, demonic magic guy implanting this shit in his head. Like, this is for real. This is 100% Mac here losing his mind. Like, he's, he's almost he almost punched Amanda in her sleep. <laughs> well, because he, was, he's he almost did this. it in his sleep, is the thing. Wait, what? He's asleep. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like he's on un- like he he's having such strong he's responses unclean. to this that he's like he, he almost punched her. Yeah. That's, that's not good. Like at least last time you could be like, well, it was like a magician who planted a spell in my brain to make <laughs> me like to make me do crazy. <laughs> to make th- me
1: do kung fu in the park. <laughs> right. The but sword. like this
0: time, there's nothing. This is just purely four hundred years of horrible shit horrible shit causing mac to like come unhinged so we cut very early the next morning and kind of continuing this scene mac is just sitting on the couch thinking uh he says he couldn't sleep and amanda like suggests going on a vacation she's like why don't we just like split
1: go to tahiti
0: right she's like "Oh, i'll bring my copy of
2: the kama sutra boing it's like i was listening to them like what <laughs> you should bring your cu- oh let's do some light reading let's do some light fucking <laughs> that's
0: right but max says he's like i can't run i have to deal with this or whatever He uh, me. <laughs> so max says none of this should have happened he said he saw women and children killed whole villages like raised to the ground and all he wanted was revenge and he thought the best revenge would be to kill as many english as possible
1: i thought it was living well the best revenge. Oh. You might think
2: that, but mm. it's actually to kill English. Yeah. Actually, regardless, right. of regardless of what you want what you do have to, have to revenge the you just go find some British and kill them.
0: Yeah. Uh, I really like the lighting in this scene. This is that Rex Raglan natural light touch like it's super dark and the only light is coming through the portholes so he seems to like not light
2: scenes (laughs) darkness lighting edition that's right through the
0: portholes maybe gordon's gonna write us about this i don't understand what keith's saying when he talks about sound or lighting (laughs) like he loses me i don't know whatever no one cares when i bring this up
1: and amanda gets upset with duncan's thinking on this and she's like you're the best man i know and you've just made mistakes yeah but he's like i'm a murderer and it's like true you were a murderer (laughs)
0: like facts but yeah she argues that like this is all history like it's all in the past and amanda thinks this guy's shown up and like convinced mac is the bad guy that he's wrong
2: Right. Like, even though Mac is superhuman, <laughs> seemingly, like, he might be thinking he deserves some
1: judgment.
0: Yeah. This performance by Elizabeth Grayson, I think, is really good, too, in this. Yeah. I think she's great in this. And um, Mac just
1: seems kind of dejected and, like, kind of not the normal Mac. Basically. Right. Yeah. This is, like, really bugging him. Emo Mac. Emo Mac. Emo Mac. Emo Mac. That sounds like a Pokemon.
2: Emo Mac. Emo, Emo Mac. 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 He right. evolved into McLeod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, Mac, i choose you but also like i love that this episode kyle you mentioned the you know people with women and children watching all this sort of stuff like that that's uh, explored here but also like the notion from valkyrie that like at the end of the episode mac's like oh like well i judged her just as she judged him and then he's like well who judges me and it's like ah this is that episode which yeah, is great. In fact,
2: that that's even called out later yes. in this there's a line to that effect
0: so, we now cut to Mythos's apartment. More cool lighting, I guess. It's all, like, this is very, like, dramatic, comic booky looking lighting. It's all blue.
2: Mythos and is in his Mythos underwear. is freaked out. Hubba hubba. Yeah. Hubba, hubba. Is, that, is, is that how we're describing his abs, is freaked out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she got this he's got He's freaked, freaked out abs. Yeah.
1: I got that he's, like, still jittery or something. Because when he gets the buzz, he, like, jumps up and hides. Or that's just being a smart immortal.
0: Mm. He's like, I wasn't expecting you. <laughs> yeah. So you want to
2: knock louder, they didn't hear you and where? Philadelphia. How about that? Eagles, soft pretzels, <laughs> water, cheese gritty. steaks,
1: roasted pork sandwiches. Far Gar- superior to cheesesteaks. Garbage smells. <laughs> Garbage. Did you say gritty? I did say gritty. Gritty. Gray. Gritty. Gritty. <laughs> Dr. Ann Lindsay.
0: <laughs> so they casually drop some very important information that Mythos is done with the watchers. She even says, like,
2: go get some watcher deeds." Right, we need to know about this guy. mm -mm.
0: It's like, I'm done. It's like, oh, okay, how about that? All right. Moving on from that part of the show. But yeah, he says he has no idea what the deal is with this. And Amanda wants Mithos to talk to Mac and tell him he isn't the bad guy. And Mithos is like, yeah, it's not going to work. Also, I was thinking, like, also coming from you, like, someone who is even worse of a guy in history. (laughs) 10,000. Right, you can't tell him. that. like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, you're okay. Also, I was
1: curious, do you think Amanda knows any of that shit? No. (laughs) No. Not judging by Mac's track record of sharing information. Sharing information. Right. She knows. You think she knows?
2: I think that Mac would tell that information yeah she's cool with it though i guess huh i guess <laughs> all right <laughs> i guess we're supposed to think mac's cool with it too like we never really see them reconcile. yeah there's never
0: like any more discussion of like that doesn't seem to continue to muddy the waters at all like or just be a point of like i don't know still like we're 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 gonna be a little rocky moving the, forward the last
2: conversation mac had with mythos is him being like we're through and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, and now we're going to kill these two guys together. And we're friends. And we're friends again. Yeah. Like, fucking Richie
0: killed one person who was, like, a extremist lawman who was also chasing, like, a kind of innocent woman who was, like, framed, right? No. What what she was the deal it. again? Oh, she did do it. Oh, but she was, like, abused and, like... Yeah. Right, so but she did... Was bad. But, like, yeah, like, me, Richie kills one person. It's like, you got to leave town. And, like, they are clear, like, the mac Richie relationship s- from that moment has always been, like... Teetering, it would seem. Somehow, we don't get that with Mythos, who murdered and raped Max, like childhood love interest. Yeah, his boy love interest. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, and I don't he's know. He's killed ten thousand, ten thousand people. Like Mythos is such bad news. But Max seems to have it in for Richie for some reason.
1: He's a bad news bear. And Joe.
0: <laughs> and Joe, right?
1: He's he's cut it off with Joe multiple times over <laughs> the course times. of the series. <laughs>
2: yeah. How many people has Joe cu- killed? Ten thousand? <laughs> yeah, a hundred thousand? What about Vietnam? I did some shit there too. That's actually the problem. Mac holds him responsible for every death in Vietnam. Yeah. Joe, you're responsible for these deaths. I will say two things here.
0: One, I'm gonna point out another nerdy like directorial thing here that I thought was really good is they do this great like foreground, background thing. Like Amanda's in the foreground drinking coffee mythos gets up on his bed in the background like and he's like blurry and then she walks towards the bed the camera follows her and then they set up this like two shot it's really like smart fluid filmmaking i think so watch for that people it's very good nerd (laughs) Uh, but the i think the real
2: melvin corn about
0: that's right uh i think the most important line here is amanda says if mac goes into this battle thinking he deserves to die he's gonna lose Hmm. I think that's significant and interesting.
1: They also had to film this scene forty thousand times. That's right. Why is that, Amon? Kept on laughing. Because Peter Ringfield said, After Amanda says Mac will die, Peter Ringfield says, Well, then one of us will go to get our own show. Right.
0: Because <laughs> apparently I guess it was well known at this point that like the sixth season might not even happen. It might be a spin-off but the spinoff might be happening. So, like, he was kind of joking that, like, hey, how about us? Like, we should get a show, right? Like, uh, and he would not stop laughing about it, like, ever.
1: Yeah, they had to shoot it, like, <laughs> 40 times or something like that.
0: So we cut to the next day, 6 a.m. at the Luxembourg Gardens. Max shows up. You got these cool bush sculptures with, like, cubes with squares. Cubes, cubes, <laughs> breathing through a cube.
1: So Matt gets the buzz, and Methos shows up. Not too cold. Grounds nice and dry. Nice and dry. What does that mean? Is Pick this a not place
2: slippery? to die where it's high and dry. That's number right. six. That's a Hamilton lyric, yo, yo, Hamilton, Hamilton.
1: Hello, my name is Hamilton. Jesus
2: Christ. So <laughs> Methos just like lays into him about some relativism basically. It's like, you know, you and him, your problem is you both think of people as being, like, either good or evil. Right. But really, everyone's a little bit of both. Yes. And certainly you are. So, you know, get your head in the game. Mithos also says, like, I've come here to watch the perfect immortal die. And I was like... (laughs) Huh. Okay. Boing. <laughs> then, they, then they kiss. <laughs> yeah. But it is interesting. Like, it, it, I mean, it does very much highlight a difference between them. Because Mythos is much more comfortable with the ambiguity of all this. Sure. But
1: well, Mythos is like, hey, Mac, why don't you forgive yourself yeah. for this? Which I think is You know, a like point. I did with yeah. those thousands of people I killed. Right. You just got to say, Meh. Be like me, baby. Then he calls him an ass again. Or no, he's getting Mac back. Mac called Mythos an ass. An ass.
2: Yeah. Yeah. In the most awkward insult ever on film. (laughs) Right. So then Mythos is
0: like, fine, I warned you. Have at it. Mac walks away and Mythos pulls out a gun. With with,
1: a silencer. With a silencer. With a silencer. Because he
0: has that and shoots Mac in the back.
1: That's the thing. All immortals seem to have access to this, like, semi-high-grade weaponry. Yeah.
2: And that's, like, almost certainly very illegal and definitely very illegal in Paris. I yeah. guess,
0: like, when you're rich, you can do anything. <laughs> like, yeah. When rich, I guess they're, they, they're all rich. When they're they rich, let they, let do do yeah. <laughs> they let you do it. They oh, let you do it. So we cut to later in the garden, and Keen shows up and gets the buzz, but Mythos, not Duncan, is waiting. So Keen's all cool. He's like, hey, man, I don't have a fight with you at all. And Mythos is like, that's fine, as long as you leave my buddy Duncan alone.
1: Just leave, and we got no beef. Geez, this guy's got a lot of friends. Good men often do. Mm. Oh. You must not know him very well. <laughs> hey, I like that Mythos
0: is like, oh, like have we really got to do this. Yeah. And so then they go at it. Okay, so we're doing this.
2: This is a good fight. I think this is pretty cool looking. It is fun. And like the way they're like, the terrain's kind of slippery. It's like rocks. So people are like kind of sliding around. At one point, like Mythos kind of winds up on the knee and well, pulls out a little dagger. How many weapons is he carrying with him? <laughs> right. Minos is.
1: Minos. Minos. Is he Greek? Yeah, he's Greek. (laughs) Mythos is not here to play. Like, he's fully prepared. Yeah. He's prepared to got Mac. He's prepared to... (laughs) stab this motherfucker that's right <laughs> I also think just like the way Mythos holds his
0: sword is almost like obi One Kenobi yeah you know, no, like obi One always has, has a his stance where out. he has his
1: hand his forward. hand out yeah. right yeah yep. It's
2: like, hey like, that's you know? so dangerous why would you have your hand out yeah put you that shit yeah. be behind your back yeah, yeah. you're gonna get <laughs> cut your fingers off
1: <laughs> yeah. Keen just cuts his fingers off
2: oh
0: no Keen calls him a bastard Methos utters some dumb line about sticks and stones, and I was like, Ugh, "Why'd you ruin this fight with that dumb line?" But Mac shows up like a fucking asshole, and it's like, "If
1: you do this, oh, you're Mithos, next." Methos is going to take Keen's head.
0: Yeah, like Methos. Yeah, like you said, is yeah. not playing. He's done with this. So like Keen it's Mac or Keen. Sucks.
1: <laughs> anyway, just kidding. But no, he does because if he can't beat Methos, how does he think he's going to beat McLeod? Sure. Well, he doesn't know, but we as the audience know. Yeah, that Mac, Mac, Mac is own way him. better. Yeah. Even like Mac not trying <laughs> would probably beat Keen. Right, right. I mean,
0: it seems like Mac could beat him with his bare hands. Like that. Mac is a killing machine, and Keane is seemingly non-threatening in most ways. He wore a completely orange suit and an orange coat to a shitty club. Yeah, I, I cannot take him
2: seriously. James and the Giant Peach.
1: <laughs> he looks James like and the uh, giant Keen. Yeah, he looks like Kraft Punk from uh, <laughs> Kraft Punk. <laughs> Eric Andre. <laughs>
2: So anyway, I think Mac
0: is a dickhead for doing this. He's like, "No, it's like it's my fight or whatever. You can't do this or I will kill like he fucking doubles down. He's like, "Muthos, I swear to god, if you do anything, I will kill you." Mac killing this one dude who is on like a mission to kill him for something that happened hundreds of years ago. It's Mac is going to mur- like kill him for and he like Mythos killed 10,000 people and yeah. raped your good friend. Yeah, a bunch
2: of times. <laughs> a bunch and over of times, again. right awful worse but he's just like no if you do this like don't do this, do this don't, don't do this <laughs> what you don't do is kill Stephen
1: keen oh,
0: so then mythos walks away uh did anyone notice how mythos puts his sword away here
1: oh i liked it yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah right he like holds it really high up and then so
0: dramatic all the way over his head Vroom, down so that's a scene that was scene. a cool scene oh yeah this is all good i'm yeah. like yeah, I'm all I'm about invested. it. A lot of emotion, too, which is good. So uh, we cut, and we resume the previous scene in the garden, and Keen is just waking up after being you know, stabbed by Mythos or whatever. And Mac is sitting on a bench guarding Keen's sword.
2: It's Tuesday. He doesn't take heads on Tuesday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Mac is like, we don't have to be enemies. Keen's like, I don't know what else we could be. And Mac is like, you didn't see all the women and children I saw slaughtered. And Keen's like, I don't really care about any of that shit. Like, I just care...
2: Yeah, I don't judge your reasons, I judge your actions. Right. Which is an interesting thing to say. It is. It's a weird
1: and interesting but strange opinion. I mean, we kind of get into it soon on the other reason he's coming after McClellan.
0: Sure. So what happens is... so. Mac is like, well, I live every day, and that's how, like, I deal with this shit or whatever. And Keen is like, I had a friend that told me that as well. And then we get a flashback to England, 1779, and Keen is on a little stroll in a courtyard with Sean Burns, Burns. who I, once again, could barely recognize. Yeah, I feel like he looks different every time we see him. He does.
2: Well, the first time we meet him, he's got, like, red hair. I think it's because
1: he has different wigs on the other two times we see him. Yeah, but the first or the first time we see him on the show he has his natural hair.
0: Right. I don't know. I I always find it like hard to track who this guy is i don't know keen is telling sean that he's been tracking somebody mac uh for years to russia constantinople north africa even as far as china but he's always like behind him by like you know a month mecker tracker mecker tracker that's right and so sean thinks this is for the best and he says you know you've been at this for 30 years like this is 30 years you could have been helping the earl of rosemont's family living your own life like doing good things uh, and you, you just wasted you it. You wasted it. And also, this to me feels like, did this idea come from David Abramowitz directly? Because this is the theme of
1: search for, search for Vengeance, 100%.
0: Yeah. So I'm kind of curious if yeah. that's where he, he is kinda...
1: Sean
2: Burns Ammergan?
1: Absolutely. Ammergan. <laughs> at the end of the scene, he turns into a bird and flies <laughs> away. <laughs> Hammergan.
2: That's the name of his pet pig.
0: Yeah. So also, I, Sean Hammer-gan. is like, I've known men like this before. He's like, people that well, like. That's interesting. Does he actually know Duncan McLeod at this point? No. Or do we know that? The first time he met him was in World War One. Is that the first time he met yeah. him? Yeah. Do we know that? I think so. I'm, I'm 99% sure the first time was in World War One. All right. That's a lot more percent than I thought.
2: Yeah. I know that's the first time we meet him.
0: No, I think but that's... But no, a...
2: they meet before that at the wedding <gasps> in... Oh, wait. So oh,
0: now I want to like... So I'm like, I, now I want to rewatch some of this. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Uh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so no, I don't know. he does meet before World War One? You're right. Um, <laughs> that, seemed,
0: you? that seemed like a new scene to me when... I, do you guys remember that? Like, it did seem like they met for that, the first that was time. The, the, that was the the scene where we all went, "Wait, that was Sean
2: Burns." Yeah, right. Yeah. no one yeah. had a
0: clue it was him. I don't know.
1: Huh. Uh, How so about that?
2: They, I, I do wonder if he had met because because even accused him. He's like, "You know him," and he's like, "I know men like him. I know men like him." Right.
1: I don't feel like he would lie. Yeah, I don't know.
0: No. We'd have to also check the date on that flashback. This is what seventeen. 90 79 1779 Yeah, so I wonder if that other flashback is after this. We'd it have probably to is. And what episode was that? That was ep- till death. Oh, Till Death, right. Hmm, I'll we'll have to look back the notes. Till
1: Death. Take back the notes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
2: check right now. Hey, have you gone over to Patreon yet to support your favorite podcast, which I can only assume is Highlander rewatched? Well, if you're not, it's never too late to go to patreon.com rewatched or search for Highlander Rewatched on patreon.com. Your kind contributions keep this show fun, exciting, and it can even get you some uh, great prizes like a little shout out on this here pod. In fact, a great friend of the show gets one right now. Brian S. or Brian's Brian's All the Brian's, the, the beloved Bryans! Thank you so much for your
1: contribution. You're a true friend. Be like Brian's. Don't be a money no, be a money yes.
2: So, we do know that he's met Duncan McLeod before at the latest in 1796, because that's when... He attends the hundredth wedding anniversary of the couple until death. Hmm. How about that? So maybe he's met him before, but maybe it, not maybe quite yet. Maybe not. He's <laughs> got a window of twenty something years. Interesting. In have met him,
0: but the thing I think is cool about this is Sean Burns' like justification. He's like, I've known men like this before. Like he says, like Keen and Mac both felt like they were acting righteously, and he says men can't live with themselves when they do things like this that turn out not to be right, and they just run essentially. Uh, and i was like oh this is like a cool like i don't say retcon but like gives justification for basically five seasons of mcleod's adventures we've seen you know what i mean like it's like oh we're, we're given like motivation for all his worldly travels right. which is neat like on like a pretty deep psychological level like sean burns is like he fucked up and is just like on the run from his like sins basically yeah. which i think is really cool that's interesting yeah so this this episode i think like accomplishes a lot of this sort of Neat stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe you remember him. His name was Sean Burns. <laughs> and then we get the Till Death flashback.
0: That's right. Yeah, we get a lot. of So back in the present, now we get all these Sean Burns flashbacks to World War One, mm. to the wedding scene from Till Death. But then Keen like, is like, Sean wanted me to let it go, and I did. But then I found out that you fucking murdered Sean Burns. And I was like, how did you know
2: that? Like, last year. Right. You did this. I don't know. I was kind of yeah, curious. I don't know how he knows either. Yeah. But he finds out. Maybe he's got his own watcher source. Who killed him? Duncan
0: McCloud. Mac's face, when he's like, and then you killed him, like, Mac is just like, oh, mind fuck. I'm the worst.
1: It's good acting.
0: Yeah. So Keen asks, he's like, did Sean, like, do something awful to, like, you or your family? It's like, Sean shouldn't have died.
2: Like, yeah, what's your justification for this?
0: Right. And Mac is like, oh, it's complicated. Of course, does not explain what happened. One, because it would be boring as fuck and would drag the show down
2: completely. Uh, And two, he'd be like, hey, I had a mythological dark quickening (laughs) from which I've recovered by swimming in soup. I swam in some split
1: pea soup. I swam in a green pool and fought my evil clone.
2: (laughs) That's right. Uh,
0: So at this point, Mac is like sulking even more because Keen is like, whoever killed Sean deserves to die. And now I guess Mac is thinking like, I fucked up. I deserve to die. Mm. But luckily for him, the police show up. Yeah. Also, oh, I thought there was an interesting line here uh that Keane said. He was like, Maybe you thought Sean was somebody else, like, and that's left like dangling. Mm. Well, this line be interesting perhaps later. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, so these cops show up and they want to talk to Mac. And then this
2: the- is frustrating. <laughs> Cause right, so Amanda called the police and then they go back to the barge, they let themselves in. They're like, do you mind if we open this? And he's like, do I have a choice? And it's like, well, if they asked, the answer is actually probably yes. If they had a warrant, they just wouldn't ask. They would just go open it. Right. Anyway, they find what appears to be a stolen necklace. Right. Amanda, though, if your goal is to break up the fight, why do you need to follow through with framing him? Yeah, why not just say there's a fight? (laughs) Break it up. Or even say what she said, but then just not plant the thing there so they don't arrest
1: him. Yeah, like it's just a bad tip, She wants him in jail, like. As long as possible to protect us.
2: But that's such a dick move. Yeah, it is Look, a you, real dick move. Like you probably like if the goal is like, eh, give him some time to like cool his jets, sideline him for a few days. It doesn't need to be a real tip. And also, why did she do it to Mac? Why didn't she say Keen stole it? And put it in the
0: club. Or yeah, something like it's like, get, get Keen put away, not Mac. Like Yeah, not, same your, result, not right? your best fuck buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't want to kill the guy. Right. Like. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, Bizarre. all right. Not a well thought out plan, apparently. So we cut to the police station.
1: Also, question. Oh, yes. So Mac put his sword in his coat and then goes with the police yeah. and then he's arrested. Yeah. So what do they do when they take his possessions from him after he's arrested and find this fucking sword? Yeah,
2: right. So that is actually something that is you, you have a near if somebody's placed under arrest, at least in the United States, you have a near unlimited ability to search them. If you have placed them under arrest. Furthermore, if someone is being taken to jail, you have a near unlimited ability to inventory their property and seize anything illegal illegal that may be found. So wow. By multiple vectors, Mac might be fucked. But who <laughs> knows? I, I don't know what the French statutes on are carrying around katanas. Though, maybe it's bloody. <laughs> Oh, we found a bunch of DNA we into a bunch of unsolved murders. Yes, yeah,
1: there should abs- absolutely be blood all over this sword. <laughs> Maybe he cleans it rigorously. Yeah, he, like, licks it clean every night. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, like a ninja in a
2: movie.
0: <laughs> so we got to the police station. This is very dramatic lighting. I kind of dig the way this is, like... See the spotlight oh, thing? Oh, good. Just for Highlander always
2: needs more cops. <laughs>
0: right. Mac is visiting, or Amanda, I guess, is visiting with Mac, and she's explaining, like, oh, it's like, don't worry, it's only going to get you three years with your, like, clean record. Also, I don't know how clean Mac's record is, because... How does he have
1: a clean record? Like, he is, like, constantly He's in getting brought the fucking police station every other episode.
2: <laughs> He's always committing crimes. <laughs> yeah. In the last episode, we saw him commit treason. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And, yeah. like you said, has, like, an arms, like... Hold like he seems to have like a lot of illegal weaponry. Right, that's gonna drop some flags. Right,
1: he's friends with a known criminal and gangster in Paris. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That that dude, I forget his name. The
0: friend. Well, obviously he's French. It's in Paris. That uh, the resistance fighter. Right. Yeah. 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 Him. Good gravy. It's a lot. He's. He's in deep, guys. Into too deep. This is just the finale. He just gets locked away forever. For three years, yeah. <laughs> it's like the end of Seinfeld. So Mac is like,
2: you have to get me out of here, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of funny. And Amanda's just like, he's like screaming at her and like getting up. Yeah. And like, like they're obviously about to come in and mess his day up. Oh, yeah. No touching. No, no touching. No touching. Also, she basically confesses to this and the guy's right there. He can probably overhear it. Or it might be recorded, because they're in an interrogation room. Right. He's, they're in the interrogation hall. This room yeah. <laughs> is gigantic.
0: So we cut to Max barge, and Keen is inside waiting for Mac. And then we get the buzz, and Mythos shows up. I kind of like this like small bit of tension, because I guess as far as Mythos knows, Max lost the fight. Like, this is fucked. What do you mean? Mythos doesn't know what
2: the results of the encounter with Keen and Mac were. Right, but he walks into Mac's Barge and feels the buzz. That's very good evidence that it is Mac.
0: Well, that's that's like the the fun like point of tension. Like he thinks Mac is there. Oh, I got yeah. the buzz. Mac is here. Oh shit, it's Keen. Yeah. Mac must have lost. Like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Because he doesn't know that Mac's been arrested. Like, because right. Keen's like, where is he? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. I thought he'd be here. Like, yeah. I don't know. So then back at the police station, the detective cannot believe that Amanda is responsible for like a string of high profile. Robberies, because Mac is trying to like, of, like trade info for yeah. his freedom.
1: But I like that the the woman detective is like a woman couldn't have done this, <laughs> right? What and I'm like, mm. what?
0: She had that $50,000 budget. She can do whatever whatever she she wants. wants. So uh, Mac is going to give, I guess, the detective the location of all these jewels for his freedom and to never speak of him again.
2: Yeah, which is like, what? Yeah. This will take a long time. And also, isn't she going to be like, oh, and you have to testify. Sign this agreement that you'll testify. And if you don't testify, you're going to fucking jail. (laughs) Nope. Just a clean break. (laughs) This is one of those things where it's like. They can't think about it too hard, because no, they they just got to get out of this. Uh, so we now cut back
0: to Mythos's place, and I guess Amanda's there now, and she's upset because police are all over her pad. Yeah, because Mac, <laughs> her pad. Sorry, Mac like sold out one of her safe houses, basically. Right. And so Amanda has this theory about Mac that like the reason Mac is able to win these fights is because like he has like conviction, like he believes in what he's fighting for all the time. And that's how he can, like, pull it out.
2: Yeah, even against real badasses.
0: Right. And also, I guess this plays into what Sean Burns said in that flashback. Like, these are, like, when two righteous men believe in their causes or whatever. Like, she's confirming that, like, yeah, Mac believes all the time in what he's doing is right. Yeah, and that's why. Which might also be a dangerous
2: cocktail. Yeah, but if that's not true, maybe he can't even beat this scrub. Right.
1: Mm. I don't want new scrubs.
0: That's right. Amen. What happens next? We're in Darius's church.
1: So Mac is like mumble mouthing <laughs> some like so bullshit. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm tired of, fig- of killing and figuring out who to kill. I was like, is he
0: praying? Is he talking to like the spirit of Darius? Like, I don't know. I was like, kind of wondering what this was.
1: But you know, I. I, I jest, but I, I thought this was pretty good. Um also it's it, it kind of makes sense, but the line figuring out who to
2: kill just makes it seem like Mac has an endless menu <laughs> of murder that he's trying to go
1: to. He's like, Oh, so many decisions. Right. Analysis, paralysis, and all these murders. But it's like we've been talking about this a lot, so this kinda is timely of like Mac's judge, jury, and executioner attitude. And he's like, All he's done is judged me like I've judged others. Which is something we talk about a lot on this show.
0: It is indeed.
1: Other than dicks, it might be the thing we talk about the most. That's Very true. <laughs> and he just does. He he doesn't
2: look too good. No, no Mac is like, like shit. Yeah. I think they're trying to call back his appearance in the flashback. Ah, interesting. Because like, all of a sudden his hair is down. Yeah, he's
1: ill shaven. Mm. He's not covered in bird shit, but yeah. <laughs> but then a bird flies over him. Amergam flies over him. And shits, and, in his his shits in his mouth. Shits in his mouth hot. That's right. Do uh, go to the club again.
0: That's right. We cut to the club. And so Keen pulls up and then Amanda shows up and she's like, I don't want to talk i just want to fight he's rocking that orange shirt Obviously. again that's his like club wear and so they sit down and she's talking to him about like how great mac is he's cares about honor and justice and keen reminds her like hey he also like hunted and killed people i like this line too amanda says that's the sort of mistake you make when you think it matters who lives and who dies like again mac is like committed to some sort of code
2: and so when that so he thinks it matters that these people die <laughs> right yeah not, I did not find that line persuasive because uh, I was also wondering what does it mean, <laughs>
1: especially in this context. Mm. but I think she's like kind of throwing it back at Keene because Keene has similar thinking,
0: yeah, but I think the most significant line here, which we should talk about a bit, is she says she's been a longer been around longer than either of them have and at the end of the day, if one of them kills each other, it doesn't matter. Like in the grand scheme of things, like who cares? But she says it matters to me. And I feel like this is like a thing we've seen a couple times in this season, like that I would have to guess comes from like, and a Brahmawitzian can we can we use that as a term now? Philosophy
2: that like your morality is less universal and more local. Right. And like you hear Joe saying stuff like this, like, oh, it doesn't matter what the right that like, it doesn't matter like these larger moral concepts. What matters is that it's like Max friend. Right. Who's this in is his friend.
0: Like, and that seems to be what this is getting at as well. Like, I don't know about any of this other stuff or the implications any of that really has, but like in this small moment, like. It matters to me that
2: you kill him. Like, that's reason enough. Just, well, I mean, the counter to that is just like it mattered to me that she <laughs> killed the, that, that Mac killed the Earl of Rosemont. Like, ah, that mattered ah, to me. He was my friend. That's true. And he shot me so that he could murder him. <laughs>
0: Interesting counterpoint, Kyle. So she asks Keen what he'll think in 100 years when like, people come after him for killing Mac the same way he's right. coming after she's Mac. She's talking about
2: herself, right? It's like, yes, it's like when like, me, yeah. Richie, and Mythos are like, mmm, get this guy. Yep.
0: So then Mac shows up with his hair down, which either means he's very upset or he's ready to fuck. Yeah. So who knows at this point what it could be. We'll have so to wait till the they next kiss.
1: scene. Yep. Dead yep. a tongue and, battle, Mac guys. Mac is Keen. <laughs>
0: I also like this green lighting. Anyone check that out? I or did green. like the green
1: light in yeah. his cl-
2: club. In his club, right? Got that boom, orange and
1: green. dump dum dump boom. For me in the club,
2: <laughs> come give me a hug. That song rules. <laughs> yeah, vitamin water. <laughs> oh. Mac and Amanda,
0: like, say goodbye to each other. And again, Amanda kind of localizes this entire thing. She's like, don't think about Culloden or the Earl of Rosemont. Like, just think about me. And, like, that's what you're fighting for right now. Coming back to me. So Mac and Keen go outside to the commuter rail line that I guess is right out there. (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, there's trains everywhere. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Let's fight. is full of trains. Trains, trains, trains the ghost of the innocent mikey is oh boy. <laughs> floating above them
0: okay i think this looks pretty cool like they fight on a roof overlooking the train, train yard yeah. so it's like yeah. kind of neat in the background it is
2: it is mac houses this guy <laughs> let's talk about maybe my new favorite kick in the show uh, yeah <laughs> this is this is a big league kick <laughs> yes
0: uh so at some point mac fucking just drop kicks this guy and he hits this is like
2: drop kick he like jumps in the air and like Goes like, waka-cha! It's like, cha. Yeah. It's like the crane kick. Sure. Keen flies into this fence and then flies off. But the fence off. breaks and it's <laughs> yeah. ex- like explodes, explodes with electricity. Is it an electric fence in some way? I don't are know. Are you trying to keep cattle in? <laughs> <laughs> and then at first, like, I, I, did
0: anyone rewatch this a couple times? I thought there was a mistake. Like, the way the guy falls, like the stuntman, like, it looks like he was supposed to hold on to the fence and like hang from it, but like, it looks like he gets a grip and then like are flying anyway. I don't know. Well, it's it looks still electrified. <laughs> right. It looks crazy.
2: This was great. It is great. It's nuts. That kick. I can't believe he can get like he's wearing jeans, I'm pretty sure. I can't believe he can get that kind of like leg mobility in those jeans.
1: <laughs> and that kind of stretchy material, yeah. You know, Mac picks up Keen's sword and jumps down after him. Right. To give him the old count Dookie. <laughs> yeah. I also thought Do I was it was like <laughs>
0: I thought Mac jumped down like six stories. I was like, how high up are you? I was like, holy shit. He, ro- he looks like he's about to roll his ankle. Like, Ow. Yeah.
1: This is in the Search for Vengeance continuity, so people <laughs> can leap <laughs> high distances.
0: So, yeah. So, Keen's on his knees. Mac has both swords to his neck. And... <laughs> Did anyone notice that Mac well Max says not this time? Max says it in a Scottish accent, I thought. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. Weird That's subtle cool. thing. I was like, ooh, cool, how about that? And so uh he's like, the war is over, walk away. And so it seems like Keen finally gets it and it's like, uh, okay. This Shit.
1: actor's performance is so good. Like when he gets up and looks at McLeod and he kind of looks like he's gonna cry or something. There's just a lot of emotion. Yeah. In the look he gives McLeod as he walks away. I was very impressed. It is good. No, it is good. I was going to say, why does he walk away?
2: Different way of Because his car it. isn't there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Better no, way one, of, no one laughed at that, nor you, should you. Yeah. <laughs> better, more appropriate way of framing the question. Does he walk away because Mac beats him and he wants to keep living, or does he walk away because he thinks Mac's undeserving of his venom?
0: I don't know if it's any of that stuff. I mean, like, or I would say it's all of it. Like, I agree kind of with your assessment, Eamon, that, like, his his performance here is really, like, it's complicated. Like, that's why, like, it seems like he's finally getting it. Like, I don't know. It seems like lots of stuff is going on, and he's not, like, sure what to do other than, like, I should just not be here anymore. I don't know. He leaves, like, because he doesn't know what to make of this
2: quite in the moment. I don't know. Yeah, but my problem is this. (laughs) There is no reason he should get, quote-unquote, the killing of Sean Burns. Oh, he that, that's still... He shouldn't get it. It's never been explained. It's never been justified. Mac has never even attempted to defend himself, nor is there a good defense to it, other than, like, I had a cosmic evil force take sure. over my body. But it's like, that was a horrible <laughs> act. <laughs> right. That is not, at least from the outside, justified by the facially complex and awful... Trappings of a semi genocidal war. Right. Right. And it's a modern occurrence, too. This can't this be This happened like... like last year. Yep. You just fucking did this. Like his body is still warm. And I don't understand why you would forgive him for that when he hasn't even offered an explanation. That's
1: true. Mm-hmm. That is very true. I, I,
2: I just don't get it. Yeah. Well, no, he you're was right.
1: also housed. Well, that's,
2: <laughs> it, that's why I, yeah. I was
1: thinking, like, does he,
2: is he doing this because he's. Like, realizing he can't win, so he walks, he decides to walk away because I'm not going to beat this guy. So. This is good. No, this is like a good debate to have.
0: Like, you're right, because that is like a dangling thread. And I wonder if they thought about that or just kind of forgot a, it because that's
2: like, it feels, that's not the core of the revenge. Well, thing, that's the but, thing. It feels forgotten yeah. to me. Like, that's how it reads. Because my problem is that there is no good answer there. They don't really address it. But also, frankly, the episode doesn't need it. I was just going to ask, like, do you guys think they should have just left the Sean Burns thing out? I mean, based on the way they chose to treat it, yes because the treatment of it i don't think is successful right so in that context absolutely leave it out yeah if it was more recent
1: then i don't know but they need something good well the game doesn't come up in their conversation at all
2: well i think we're supposed to think that this guy keen doesn't play the game yeah like and mac really doesn't either no but keen is not here because mac he wants to
1: fight an immortal and that's certainly he wanted to bang amanda he didn't want to killer. I just like, think it's weird that it like didn't even come up. Why wasn't he like was this because of the game or something? Yeah. Like just... you said it's just like why did you kill him? I mean, there could be a huge reason why yeah, but Like, because of this immortal thing that right. we're all involved with.
2: Yeah, but Mac would be forced to sit. I mean, if Mac was going to answer the question, the answer would be no. Mm. I didn't kill him because of the game. Right.
0: This is great. Write us in, listeners, at HighlanderRewatched at com, and tell us what you think of this scene.
2: It's complex, but I feel like part of the... There's just something missing here. Hmm. That I think takes away in some ways from the richness just because it feels like some of the ambiguity is just literally because of an omission. Yeah. It's not an omission to create ambiguity. It's an it's an omission that created ambiguity. <laughs> right, right. Because I agree that there's like he does give this very meaningful look that I feel like we should be thinking about. But they need to do something to make this
1: land a little more squarely, I think. Right. Right. Well, I don't know if Keen forgives Mac. Like, I think he's just like, I was beat. <laughs> yeah. And he would probably like to keep his head. but That
0: beautiful head of red hair.
1: That beautiful,
0: beautiful head. <laughs> oh, boy. The denouement of this episode we cut to Max Barge. Max is playing chess alone. There's As any... he often does. Yeah. What is he doing? I don't know. I always wonder if it's like intentionally a callback to Darius
2: or if it's just I feel like, like whenever fiddling Darius's specter is raised, which also we didn't talk about. Mythos throws Darius in his face and says, what about Darius? Like, he was a bad guy. Yeah. But you think he was the greatest... Like, you basically think he was the greatest man to ever live. Right. And he did things that are far worse than anything you did. Right. So, just side note. Yeah, totally. So, I'm going to say right now, I have fucking issues with this scene. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. Right. This, this scene almost destroyed the entire episode Right, it does. It I, undercuts Because McCloud's an
1: asshole? He's a
2: complete I piece of shit. This ep- the fuck? I hate this scene so much. <laughs> Keith... Tell us what happened. Okay, you guys won't we'll get amped. You guys don't get it yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Mythos
0: dick about it. He's an asshole. That's such what... an asshole. Playing chess the whole time, like an hey, even more do... piece of smug piece of shit.
1: Why don't each of you take one of my nuts and <laughs> suck it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you mean the veg? The veg. The veg. Yeah, each veg. of you take a piece of the veg. veg. veg, veg.
1: veg too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mac asked Mythos and Amanda, he's like, Did you guys really think I would lose? And then Mac turns all this shit around and somehow make himself seem like he's the smartest fucker in the room. And he's like, you guys really don't get it, do you? He's like, <laughs> he's like I had to take responsibility for what i done. <laughs> he's like, nothing you ever did would solve that for me or whatever. Like, I'd solve it myself. And he said, I had to face him in the best fight uh, knowing he could well, like, beat me or whatever. And we would let the fates decide. This is insipid. This is nuts. And Max, or Mithos, is like, yeah, like you just let the fates, like, whoever's, like whoever
2: won is right. It's like, oh, so like trial by combat. Uh huh. This is some Game of Thrones shit that you're doing right here. This is stupid. <laughs> this is shit. Because Mac has been around long enough to know that the side who's cosmically right does not always win in conflicts.
1: Right. This just makes Mac look like an asshole. It <laughs> because... makes him look
2: like a childish. <laughs>
1: Simpleton.
0: Yeah. I it's like it removes all self-reflection from this. Like it makes him completely
2: unself aware. Uh, He's like, I needed to stand I I needed to face the consequences of my actions by what? But like by beating the by guy? super
1: killing <laughs> Stephen Keane with my kung fu excellence.
2: <laughs> but like the idea
0: that like whoever wins is right is so like is so obviously wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's like, so
1: obviously wrong. That's something Kronos would say. <laughs> yeah, like
0: the villain of the show would yeah. say that. Is that the point? Is that he has like a fucked up thing from that? Like I don't know. Is he
2: still the villain at the end of the episode? Maybe. He's like, well, I do the most push-ups, so I'm right. <laughs> yeah. But he doesn't even think he's right, though. <sighs> the, whole pro- the whole reason people are worried about him is because he is legitimately concerned that this guy... Is right and he is wrong. It also made me think: like, was all this an act, Mac? Like, what was all the mopey f- shit?
0: Like, if you thought this was the the, the, the result, was just like you were just going to go at it? it. And you like, still don't get it. It's like what? Like, you were a mess. This scene feels like they changed the ending or something. Even words cannot express how much I
1: hate this. And he's just treating his two friends who like worked very hard to help him. Like, yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah,
2: Ooh. Literally put their lives on the line for uh-huh. him. Uh-huh. And he's like, you fucking nitwits. <laughs>
1: you still gonna do it. God damn it. Fuck you, Duncan And then the he trad. like,
2: I'm so angry I know, this I is so like, messed up. I get like, I'm like keyed up. Like, I You're keened up. I'm so keyed
1: up. I'm keened up. Every time he said <laughs> Stephen Keen, I thought he was saying Stephen King. Because <laughs> he's always on coke. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he, just writing furiously. About a car that comes to life. Ooh, Christine. So
0: then Amanda and him make out, and I was also thinking, I was like, do they just want to have sex in front of their friends? Like, yes, all the time. Constantly. They tr- just, they just to... go at it while people are just standing right there.
1: They're trying to entice Mythos into a threesome.
0: Now we're talking. That's a,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Now announcing our next fan contest, right <laughs> as this scene. Yeah. What happens next? <laughs>
2: Gross.
0: Ugh. And that's the end of the episode, right? Mythos yeah. is like, no, I'm leaving, the, and that's is is it. The this is, this
1: is it.
2: Fuck. Let's play a goddamn game. <laughs> All right, we're going to play a little game called 3 and 5, which actually we haven't played in a while. We've been doing a lot of uh, IMDb keywords and such, and WatcherTube. But uh, this is the game where I will name a category, and then Keith and Eamon will take turns. They have to name three examples that fall within that category within five seconds. They'll get one point for each answer they get correct, and a bonus point if they manage to get all three for a maximum of four points. Mm. Keith. You're first. Are you ready? Here we go. <laughs> we just did finished our uh, coverage of this episode. Name me 3 episodes from which it reused footage.
0: Uh the Three Glass Darkly the ooh. Oh, uh ooh. uh the one with the. Uh, oh, you, that's only I one. I can't even remember any. I know them. In fact, I, I we just, said them all. I know. Over I, the do, I, of the I know them all. I know them all, but I couldn't. Bull, bah, okay, bull, do, you, do you know them? You've had all this extra to say it. Uh, so Can <laughs> I say now? can I say now? So the one is.
1: Um, uh, <laughs> I
0: don't remember it now. I still can't. The <laughs> demon one. The, the demon one? Uh, What's that like? What's no, it's the one where he gets better. Who knows? Who knows what that one is? <laughs> <laughs> that classic season four episode. Eamon! Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. And t- uh, Take Back the Night. You yeah, could have done Take, take back, back the, the Night. That's that right. would have been uh, perfectly allowable.
2: Deliverance.
0: Deliverance. That was it. Sue Wee. That's it. Sue Wee. Ah, 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 ah. Three and Five. Three
2: and five. Eamon. <laughs> Name me episodes where Mac is trying to settle
1: an old score. Oh, baby. Forgive us our trespasses. Through a glass darkly.
2: Uh, I'm not sure either of those are correct. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start this over. You get your five seconds again starting now.
1: Uh, mm, finale part one? No. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 the one with... Uh, All right, you with, get one point. <laughs> There's also a finale part, three. two. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Which oh, you yeah. could
2: have said. I also would have s- suggested, uh, accepted, he shamed me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what that episode's called.
0: Yeah. What about the one where he plays chess with Darius? Settles the score there, too. Oh, that's the, true. The chess that's score? A, yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, oh, you beat me twice. Keith, you shamed me. Oh, he shamed him, too. You shamed me. Keith, name me three episodes with Hugh Fitzcairn. Um... Uh, uh, uh,
0: uh, uh Song of the... No. Song of the Executioner? No. Uh, uh,
1: oh, my God. Oh, my God. Zero oh points. That is zero <laughs> points. <laughs> oh, my God. Wanna, Holy shit, we episode, talked about one today.
2: I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> the Stone of scoon. Oh, good <laughs> God. <laughs> the,
0: worst thing, the, worst thing, the worst thing was I thought, oh, this one. But wait, he's not in this one. And then I, <laughs> and then I moved on to the old ones i blew that one hard i just said the hunters that would have (sighs) worked boy mama which one does he die in star-crossed star-crossed wrong on that one too jeez
2: louise (laughs) yep boy Mm. money yes sir
1: name me three episodes with sean burns deliverance forgive us our trespasses uh uh uh, uh 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 that is time. That was yeah, good. The other one
2: you were lucky looking for that came up in this episode was Till Death. Yes, Till Death. But mm. that's two points. Till Death. Till Death Swinton. <laughs> <laughs> oh mama. Giving you a decisive lead. A decisive uh, lead. Keith, name me 3 episodes in which we get to see Mythos fight. Um
0: star cross star no one of those uh this one uh whatever this one's called uh, uh forgive us our trespasses, trespasses. uh uh ooh uh, revelation is, 6
2: 8 and that is it Shit. you did not get revelation 6 8 in time
0: Aww. i
2: believe you only got one point on that one <laughs> terrible <laughs> star cross was fits fighting,
0: fight fighting which is that one it's a callous episode
1: it is indeed a callous episode well, I mean there's an episode called Mythos.
0: It's the episode nope. Mythos. Yeah. Fucking shit, guys. Amen. Do our listeners
2: hate us? Mm, yes, I would. <laughs> Eamon, maybe three episodes in which Amanda fights.
1: Ooh, uh The Lady and the Tiger? Uh Song of the Executioner? No. What's the one where she breaks Kallus out? Uh, shit. Uh, 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 of trespasses? Damn it. Yeah. You, uh, I think you only got one
2: on yeah. that one. I don't think she fights in Song of the Executioner. No. Because that's the one where we meet him for the first time. Right. I think
0: it's finale part one when she breaks him out, right? Is that when
2: she breaks him so? out? I think so. Mm. So you got one point. Wow. Still in the lead, though. Keith. Name three antagonists of Max who are not evil. Well,
0: Sean, Stephen Keane, uh, Ron Perlman, Me-
2: fake Mises. Is uh, he an antagonist of Mac's? Max Mac I don't doesn't think like so. him. I don't know. Uh, You're way out of time. Okay. Well. <laughs> We're giving you... Uh, I'm going to give you two points mostly to make it interesting. <laughs> okay. Two points. would have given you Gregor, Kasim. all right. The list goes on. The Hayden. list goes
1: on. Richie Ryan.
0: Mm, I almost said Richie Ryan and... I didn't.
2: Mythos? (laughs) Does Mythos count? I think he might. Eamon. Yes. Name me three antagonists of Max
1: who are seeking revenge. Ooh, well, we have uh, Stephen Keen. We have uh, Callus. We have Bloop. (laughs) You got two,
2: which gets us to the final round
1: it's the final countdown to <laughs> three <laughs> and five keith please name
2: me three candidates running for president what on Why? the democratic side okay. your time starts now okay cory booker bernie sanders uh elizabeth warren
0: correct <laughs> see look at this hey amen
2: <laughs> name me three
1: different candidates running <laughs> Oh shit, Elizabeth Warren. Uh, I think Did that was, he say that? I said yeah. that. Whoops. Uh, Dennis Kucinich? No. You no. Know? <laughs> uh, Dennis uh,
2: Kucinich?
1: Shit. Uh, Joe Biden. Uh, yes. Fuck. Uh, 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 Budigig. Budigig. Beto <sighs> Rourke. All right, I'm giving you one of those two. <laughs> cool. Budigig.
2: Uh, Boogie Geek.
1: Boogie Geek. So
2: let's see. <laughs> Keith, you wound up with a final score of eight. Yikes. Half of which came from that final question. That's right, baby. And then Eamon, you wound up with eight. Oh. So we actually wound up with a tie. You can either live with that or I can make up another one and we can keep the trainer rolling. I don't know if I can live.
0: Uh no, it's uh, I'm fine to you know, I can walk away from this fight.
2: O- the war's over. Walk, walk away.
1: away. Walk away. Walk away. I'm standing up teary eyed from the microphone. <laughs> And that's how you play three and five. Uh, 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 three and five. Three and five. Uh, 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 three and five. Oh, you can tell by the way I guess my three. I'm a warmest man. No time to five. I don't know. <laughs> no,
2: time no time to, time to five. To five. <laughs>
0: Nice job, both of you. Thank you, Kyle. So, guys, before we give our opinions on this episode, we got some Watcher Chronicles. We got one Watcher Chronicle. For Mr. Stephen Keen, known this is Stephen Kingston, born 1498 in Gloucester, England. First death, 1536, trampled by a horse. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> right. First teacher Sean Burns original cultural affiliation English recent base of operations Paris France wee oui, wee oui. occupation disco
2: proprietor disco
0: proprietor He just got that like is this what he does for
2: like does he have clubs all over the world? Maybe he does or maybe he just sold his last club and he's opening a new one. Huh. He doesn't seem like a clubby dude, right? Yeah, not even a little bit. Like he's nothing a, about
0: he's this a money nothing man. about this guy That's... except for his jacket reads that way. <laughs> And even that reads like
1: a weird different club. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, like he, he's like wearing a zoot suit, basically.
1: Mm. He's wearing a suit made from Oompa Loompa skins.
2: Ooh. It's true. Rare. Mm-hmm. Very
1: illegal.
0: <laughs> All right, are you ready for his chronicle? It reads Mademoiselle Bernadette Agramont and Monsieur Stephen Keane have announced their engagement and set a date for their wedding as January 1st, 1999. Bernadette has been working at the club since before Stephen bought it, but I don't think he'd ever looked at her until he came back from his showdown with McCloud. It's like a space had been freed up in his heart. The place that was full of anger over Dunbar and Sean Burns. Once that was lifted, he could live again. It wasn't long before he remembered what that was like. I think she'll be good for him. She's got a good heart, a gentle spirit, and she doesn't take anything too terribly seriously. A good match for... uh, Too terribly seriously? Too terribly seriously. Terribly squared. Uh, I I
2: do... That split infinitive. Yeah. Uh, It's not really an... infinitive at that point either way it's t-o-o you so listen <laughs> it wasn't an infinitive that's my bad but i still don't like it so
0: infinitive and
2: beyond. beyond
0: a good match for a man who takes everything much too seriously she helped him find joy again and while i doubt he'll be inviting mcleod or any immortal to the celebration i'm sure sean will be there in spirit smiling over both of them woof so we just have, like, a, like, he may love again now. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't know. Also, like, this posits that, like, he never even noticed this girl before. It's like, he has owned this club for two days. Like, <laughs> like, like, like I don't know. Like, she may have just been off. It's a Tuesday, right? Yeah. Like. <laughs> That's right. We've we don't take, we don't take heads on Tuesdays. We don't take heads yeah. on
2: Tuesdays. Why is this club even open on a Tuesday? Who's going to this place on a Tuesday? It open. must have been a Monday. Right? Born on a Monday. She went on a Monday. Wow. Because they fought on a Tuesday.
1: What club is open on Monday? I don't this know. This is a Garfield-themed <laughs> club? Is that Mond- why wearing the I hate suit? Mondays. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. So there we go. You don't take heads on Tuesday. You don't take heads on Tuesday.
0: All right. Congo mm. conga line there. Yeah. 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 So what do we think of this episode? Kyle, you won the game. Why don't you kick it off? <sighs>
2: This one's really tough for me. Ah. Uh I think the initial kernel that starts this episode off is amazing and the overdue. Kernel with the spiders. Yeah. <laughs> These uh is amazing and very worthwhile. And it's great that they finally picked up that old thread and brought it back. Super important, very into it, thousand thumbs up. But all that reused footage just bogs this down so much. And then the denouement of this episode, like, threatens to light the whole thing on fire. It does. It's so bad. It's like the end of Battlestar Galactica. It's so bad. <laughs> I haven't seen that ending in a long time. <sighs> Okay. I won't spoil it for, I guess, people who haven't seen it. But rest assured, it's dog shit. (laughs) Oh, Uh, boy. In any case, those things are huge hurdles for this to overcome. But it's also dealing with some very good performances from people, including, like, insane Tartan Mac and uh, some pretty good performances from Keen as well. So it's, I don't know, it's complex in short. A lot of high points, a lot of low points.
1: Yeah. I also feel like the Mac getting arrested for jewel thievery subplot is dumb. Stinks. <laughs> it's just dumb. And yeah. I wish they thought of something else. Right.
0: They just needed to like delay the fight. That I mean, yeah. that's that's the function of this. It's like, wait, we got 15 minutes left of the episode. Uh, we got to have them confront each other again later. Yeah. Which is always a good thing. I mean, like, it's always good to have the, the characters fight more than once. <laughs> yes. Right.
1: Like, I thought Mythos was going to kidnap MacLeod and, like, move him mm. or something. Yeah, I liked that Mythos fought. That was cool. Not cool that Amanda fought and lost in three seconds. Right. <laughs> no. That could have been a little more fun. It's so, like Mythos and Mac both beat Keen, and Amanda lost to him in,
2: like, three seconds. Yeah.
1: Whoops. Boo.
2: <laughs> what do you think, Keith?
0: Um, yeah, I'm, I, I struggle with this episode Uh, I agree with your, both of your sentiments that like the idea of this episode is a home run for sure. Really good performances. Like, yeah, part of me loves this so much. And then like, there's other things that I like freak out about. Like I actually, I don't mind some of that reused footage too much, although I find the editing of it really choppy. It is like, it just doesn't flow. Like when they use reused footage other times, it just feels like flashback footage or it feels like last time on, but like, the weird fade outs to like to truncate some of these scenes so they don't get into like the actual dialogue is so jolty. Yeah. Uh, it feels weird. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I wish we maybe had some more new footage of Highland Mac, maybe like some, just maybe saw more of his anger or some sort. I don't know. Some, like that's a way to pad this. Or I shouldn't say pad it, but like to add more story to this,
2: like yes, cut- cause there is padding in this episode. Yeah. It's all
1: the reuse footage and it's the club scene in the beginning and so on and so well, forth. It's, it's like kind of a thin episode. Like, there's not much to it. Like, this, is, this could be, like, a 20-minute episode. It's a short story. <laughs> it's a yeah. short story. But, like, what needs to be
0: added to, like, make this better? Because, obviously, it has a good, like, moral question. And, like, there's interesting stuff going on.
2: Do they just not explore it
0: enough? Like, what makes I feel this, like, they like, like they
2: could have not... explored it more. I feel like they could have had an encounter in the past. I feel like Sean Burns could have done more than just give that guy a little talking to. Mm. Yeah, and we're still not sure of, about, like, the relevance
0: of Sean Burns being in this. Yeah, because sure like all he does in that flashback is tell Stephen the same sentiment that Mac is expressing, like that you got to live with this sort of stuff, blah blah blah, and it doesn't really matter. Like, why not? Like, why not just have the the way the episode goes is that Stephen gives up on revenge for a while until Sean dies, and then he picks it up again. It's like, well, why not just make it that he's always been looking for Mac, and this is I don't know, like yeah, or do they think that would be unlikely? Like, how have they? How has he not found him by now? Maybe that's why they did it. Maybe I don't know.
1: They could have explored the Mac explaining the dark quickening or something.
0: See, like part of me doesn't like that. Like I agree that he should not have brought that up in some weird way. Well, which is also why Sean Burns maybe shouldn't have been mentioned. Mac really did kill those Englishmen, like was- in the seventeen hundreds. But like when he killed Sean Burns, that's different. Something's different about that. Like the Mac's responsibilities, like in question. Perhaps
2: there is something odd going on. Like I mean, he he obviously killed them, but right. it's like. Is there some mystic influence on his mind?
0: Yeah, so it's it, in some ways like that's not a good example of Mac doing a bad thing that he needs to be judged for. I mean, it is a bad thing. I don't know. It's it's tricky. I mean, I guess maybe they could have just explored other bad things Mac has done or called into question some of the other judgments. Like Mac has judged plenty of people and. Maybe he should be more upset about when he did it to other people. Now that he sees it's happening to him, does he start to question his motivation? Like, oh, I didn't know the circumstances of this person's life when I killed them. Like, maybe they did it for different reasons that I didn't understand. Like, I don't know. There's those sort of discussions that could have been had.
1: Well, all our heroes in this episode have, like, checkered pasts. Like, Mythos with the horseman thing. Amanda's been a criminal for a lot of her life. Like. Mm. They could have explored those themes more. I don't know how that translates into more stuff for this episode. Right. But I like it, but it's just kind of like a thin episode. Mm. Like without the flashbacks, you don't have any like big set piece type well thing. you could have just filmed new flashbacks
0: yeah that's yeah. the other thing well you had yeah. mentioned kyle that this is like bottle episode-esque in a way that like yeah. yeah there are no not real meaty flashbacks like there
2: are no big set pieces yeah. really the biggest set piece is that club probably yeah which were at way too long
0: yeah right that doesn't feel it really good either. that money yeah did anyone listen to gillian horvath's take on this yes i did not agree with her take at all Like, she seems to side with Duncan, like, hey, like, you know, Amanda and Mythos thought it was this thing, but, like, Mac's a lot smarter, and, like, you know, he's always got a trick up his sleeve, and it turns out that, like... Yeah, it's dumb. And I was just like... (laughs) That's just not
2: good. I just... I'm like, no, I don't think so. Like, Yeah, that's real bad. If somebody ever said that to me in real life, and was condescending to me about it, I would lose my goddamn mind. (laughs) Especially if I was putting my own neck on the line for them. Right. I'd be, like... Fuck you, (laughs) you asshole. Mm -hmm. This isn't like, what what is this? Like some divine intervention is going to save you if your moral philosophy is right, you dipshit. And does Mac literally believe that too? Like does now,
0: does he now internalize all that if he thinks that's what happened and like even become more resolute in his like perhaps often blind like sense of weird justice and morality? You know what I mean? Like is he going to sink his heels into this more and I must be
2: righteous, <laughs> yeah, I, would have exactly. killed, I would have died by now. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, does that mean, like, to, how does that translate I had a into other conflicts? Right? Like, all these British people killing Scots. Well, if it was not morally right, they wouldn't have won. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Is that what that means? Is that right. an interpretation of the Battle of Culloden? Yeah. Oh, I guess Catholicism must really be false, <laughs> <laughs> because if so, we would have
1: won. Yeah. I mean, the other interesting thing she does say is this episode could be viewed as Stephen Curran's... Keen. Is that his name? Keen. I, don't Keen. worry. I
0: wrote Sean Keen at some yeah. point in my notes. I was like, whatever his name is.
1: Like, this episode could be viewed from his perspective and, like, Max the bad guy.
0: I really like that idea. Yeah. Uh, and actually, that was her complaint about it, was that she was not happy with the casting. Uh, although I thought Stephen Keane was fine. I uh, thought he fine. did a great but job. But originally, I guess they wanted to get Michael Praed for this role, who played Robin Hood in the BBC show Robin of Sherwood in 1984. Mm. But I guess he was like a prominent BBC star and like had carried his own series. And she was like, I think if we cast someone that was like even more like a series lead like somebody that really commanded the screen and like seems more like duncan mcleod than this guy does mm-hmm. that it would have made that comparison like wait a minute who's the villain like it seems like another strapping leading man has just come into this show and is yeah. the hero uh interesting uh, yeah
2: viewed in that lens maybe it's a weird bit of casting maybe but, but i i, thought I it was don't fine. think i still think it works yeah i thought he was good yeah me too he had that little a little earring little <laughs> earring did have a very little earring yeah very little earring Oh, I don't know if we want to talk about the, the title just briefly, what that comes from. The Lord's Prayer? That's right. That actually almost wound up in the three and five various Lord's Prayer references. Yeah, how about that?
0: Yeah. But the full line would be, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Which is significant that both of these characters need to forgive each other's crimes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they have to atone. Well, I guess Keen is not wronged Mac. Or even no. Scottish people.
0: No, it's that's kind
2: of funny, actually. Yeah, he's not done anything wrong. His friend did. Right. But, right. you know... Yeah, he was just at home taking care of the kids. That's true. That's when true. Mac came and menaced that child and
1: seemingly threatened to bash his skull in with a gun. <laughs> that part where Mac just fucking kills him with the gun is awesome. It is
2: It's awesome. outrageous. He does a great yeah. job of
0: falling down, too. He yeah. really, like, he really kicks back. It.
1: I like how like the the little fuse. I don't know what it's called. The fuse like goes off because it's an old timey gun. Yeah, I just thought that was so cool. It was, cool. but no. it's like Stay. Max doing an awful, <laughs> horrible thing. Yep, and he shook that poor kid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and threatens his ki- his friend's
0: dad. Yeah, <laughs> guys, it's time to rate it. Amen. How many trespasses would you give this?
1: This is really hard. I'm gonna give it 3.5 trespasses. There's no way it could ever be a four. But it has a good moral question and some good performances. But reused footage, the weird thievery subplot, and just kind of overall thinness. But I don't think it's a three, personally. I don't know. I think it nudges a little bit above a three. Mm. Keith, how many disco
2: proprietors would you give this? Oh, man. This is really hard. Like,
0: I think I might go 3.5. Like, part of me wants to give it a four, because there's such good stuff in it. 3.5, and I'll say it's a must-watch? Like, I don't know. <laughs> 2.5. <laughs>
1: I don't know. 3.5. 2.5. 2.5. Kyle, how many shaken child skulls would you give this? Oh. <laughs> this gets three shaken child skulls. Whoa, spells. lowest. Yeah. When you're
2: like, it's not a three, I was, I was <laughs> almost interjected. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, no, this is a three for me. The overall concept for this episode and a few highlights of like the moral quandary are a straight-up five. Max shaken baby performance is a five. There is a lot to like here, and I agree with your assessment, Keith, that it is a must-watch, but the things that bother me about this episode bother me so goddamn much that it, like, really just ripped me way out of it. Mm. And I really can't unsee how short this episode is now. (laughs) Right. And the denouement of this episode makes me want to tear my hair out, so... You three. don't, you don't forgive it of its trespasses. That's right. No,
0: <laughs> very good, Trace. Well, thanks everybody for joining us. Vix, Vix, Vix thanks everybody Vix for Vix Vapor Rub. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Vix Vapor Rub, rub it on, <laughs> baby. Thanks everybody for joining us this week on this episode of Highlander Rewatched. Uh, make sure to head on over to iTunes and or whatever podcasting app you give give shit. Make sure you head on over to iTunes or whatever podcasting app you use and give us a rating. What's that rating, guys? Five Five stars. That's right. Duh. (laughs) Got to give those five stars. Anyway, uh, make sure to like our Facebook page. We're on Instagram as well. And you can sign up for our Patreon, as we mentioned earlier in the episode. Thanks again for supporting us. And make sure to join us next week when we're going to be doing a special Chronicle episode with none other than... Donaletto. Heyo. Heyo. And then following that, we'll be back into the series with episode 17 of season five, The Modern Prometheus. Hey. Hmm. Thanks, Mod again.
1: Pro. Mod pro. pro. That's
0: right. Thanks again for listening. We've been your Rewatchers. I'm
1: Keith This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
0: Man was (laughs) wet. Man (laughs) was.